All right, and good morning, baseball fans, and welcome back to the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Kenny, and I am joined once again, and as always, by my beautiful wife, my lovely co-host, Nika. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Good morning, Nika. How's the coffee today? Really hot. How is yours? Not probably not as hot as yours, but I know that's how you like it. Yes, I do like hot coffee. Is your coffee as hot as the Tampa Bay Rays at home? No, I think Tampa Bay's are a lot hotter. Wow, that's yeah. that's quite hot then. Yes, that's Tampa must be really hot. Smoking. Well, <laughs> it makes sense to just kick off today's episode with the Rays. I mean, we got a lot to get to. We got a lot to cover, and you know, games start in less than two hours, so we got to get this thing done and out. Being over here on the West Coast, while I love early sports, it does make this podcast somewhat of a challenge to do on a daily basis because, you know, we do have to sleep. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, a little bit. But we're still been getting up before the sun to do this and uh, bring this to the people as they need it every day. I think we've been doing well. We've been consistent. And that's the key. And then we take it from there. Well, really quick, before we get into all this, I just want to kind of remind people that... Uh, we're just amateurs watching baseball every day and letting you know fun. what we see out there. Yeah. Um, we're kind of following the stories and players that we like, but we're also following the things that the game demands, I guess. Like, for instance, the Pittsburgh Pirates. I have to watch some Pirates baseball today. There's nothing wrong with Pirates baseball. No, not right now. It's no, hot. It is hot. <laughs> it's not quite Tampa Bay hot, but it's pretty hot. They are trending upwards, and that is a good thing for the Pirates. Absolutely. Well, let's get right into this episode here. Um, let's start with those Tampa Bay Rays. They won again yesterday, walk off in the 10th inning. Randy Arozarena comes through. Um, he's really just becoming kind of a superstar, isn't he? Yes. Oh, yeah. When, Since the World Classic, I think. Yeah, he he had a a really fun TV interview I know with the uh, the MLB Network guys where he was like wearing cowboy hats and boots and, and boots. stuff and he's just interacting with the fans and the and the outfield the wigs you know the 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 suits he he just interacts with them all like he's his own person and it's really fun to watch just from a character perspective. Sure, he's a fan favorite. Yeah, definitely. So it's been nice to watch and nice to see him develop and kind of become, you know, he had a really great World Series and and playoffs in that year that Tampa Bay went and lost to the Dodgers. Okay. Um, But he was not sort of living up to that then the following couple, because it was the shortened season. It was the 2020 shortened season where Tampa Bay got to the World Series and and he kind of was playing out of his mind. I think he had like some ridiculous amount of home runs, um, but he never kind of like lived up to that the last the last two seasons. So it's nice to see him start to kind of come back into his own. He's still a young player, you know. Yeah. It looks like he's maybe making that second adjustment we've talked about that professionals need to do. Like you come in, the league doesn't know you, and then all of a sudden they have film on you and they all study it and they see where the holes in your swing are and they just start attacking you there. And then you, the player, have to make an, a second adjustment and you have to start making your cold zones work for you in a way. It might not be that you ever hit home runs with balls that are pitched there, but you have to start to put them in play at least and, and start to like take your opposite field singles and those kinds of things. 
that's a lesson for all the players. It is. It, Michael Jordan had to make a second adjustment in the NBA. You know, like yeah, he developed that fadeaway jump shot that I'm sure most people will instantly know when I talk about. So, um, anyways, this isn't a basketball podcast. It's a baseball podcast. Um, I wanted to make a few other notes about the Rays aside from uh, Randy Rosarena, but as a team, the Rays are leading in in all of these crazy categories right now. Um, they are leading baseball in team ERA. They are leading baseball in home runs, in RBIs, in batting average, in runs scored, in on base percentage, in slugging percentage. The list goes on. You know, they are just dominating the spectrum as a team. And I think we have to say this is the toughest division in baseball. We got the Orange Birds that are riding a four win streak. Um, you have the Yankees and the Blue Jays that are like going at each other's throats right now because they don't like each other but um there's good teams in this division and this is a phenomenal start by the rays to have all these great teams young and veteran teams orioles yankees blue jays they're going to be chasing them for the rest of the year because of this start i see that it's going to be crazy it's nice to see the orioles actually going on the five winning streaks as well in that division oh yeah i'm a big fan of the orioles team right now um they have some fun young players cedric mullins adley rushman uh gunner henderson and then they have uh what's his name uh mountcastle ryan mountcastle he's he's had some monster games this year uh nine rbi game i believe it's it's gonna be fun to watch because we don't really have a horse in that race when it comes to personal fandom i think you know we like the young players on the orioles um but it wouldn't be a shocker if they didn't win the division with the way tampa bay's started sure but it's nice to see a team that been struggling the previous years to do well it definitely is. Mm-hmm. You want those teams to be competitive. With you. you want those divisional races to be competitive if you're Major League Baseball. The more competitive the divisional races are, the more interesting it'll be down the stretch, the more fans will think that their team has a chance to make it into the postseason. And now there there is a lot of teams that make it into the postseason with the way it's structured. So it's, it's really going to be one of the most fun divisions, I think, to watch this season and just see how it unfolds. For sure. They're all competing. They are all competing in that division. Well, speaking of teams that haven't done well in the past that are doing well now, uh, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Pirates, shall we? Sure. Um, your Pittsburgh Pirates have now won six in a row. Uh, they are taking it right now to the Reds. Well, two to one isn't necessarily taking it, but they have now won six in a row. And I have to say that they've done this uh while they're missing one of their best players uh o'neill cruz oh that's right he's on the injured list yeah Yeah. he unfortunately had that ugly i didn't even want to look at the video uh sliding accident earlier this year against the white Sox, where he fractured his uh foot oh ouch yeah it's just one of those things where you don't want to see it because it's bent in the wrong way and eh. (laughs) it just hurts by looking at it yeah Yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, so so don't go look that up anytime soon if you uh, don't like that kind of stuff. But he's due to come back in August, I think. 
that's uh, a long ways away. And meanwhile, the Pirates are now winners of six in a row. And it's good to see, I guess. You know, I'll be the first person to admit I don't know a lot of intricate details about the Pirates. They they weren't on my radar. Um, but I am going to be a good baseball podcast host. And I'm going to watch some Pirates baseball today. And I'm going to let people know what I think tomorrow. Sure. It'll be fun to check the Pirates. One thing I want to know about the Pirates is Brian Reynolds' situation. I heard whispers in the offseason that Brian Reynolds had asked the Pirates that he wanted to be traded. And I guess what I'm kind of wondering is if the Pirates are going to be a competitive team this year, do you still want to be traded? <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that is an interesting situation to look at. That was before the season started. True. But so. it's not to say that they weren't shopping him around or trying to appease him. No one wants a bad apple in the clubhouse. Of if, not. if a player's not happy with a certain team, and, and depending on who that player is and the situation, the team may be inclined to move him because they don't want the, the bad vibes to wear Just off on yeah. other players and, and to become a team-wide thing. Nevertheless, I think in this situation, maybe Brian Reynolds would have second thoughts and want to go to the team and say, hey... I like this. Let's let's pull the trade off the table. I don't know. Is up for a contract or anything like that? Or we just don't... You know, I'm unprepared to answer that question. Okay. I can look it up right now. We can come back to it tomorrow. See how they do today. We'll see, yeah. Speaking of today, the Pirates have to face uh, the young flamethrower, Hunter Green, oh. for the Reds. So it'll be a interesting test for them to see if they can keep this winning streak going. Yeah, but... More on the Pirates tomorrow, for sure, I promise. Okay. Did the coach get his head shaven yet? Or not really? I think he did, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know. He promised I, it. Yeah, he did promise All right. it. For well, the... we'll have updates on that as well. Sure. Next on my list is the uh, what a night, have yourself a night, uh, Adalis Garcia had last night against the Athletics. I don't know if that's a huge accomplishment these days to have like a a big game against the A's, but nevertheless, you still have to go out there and do it, as I like to say. And, uh, well, he went out there and did it last night. Three home runs. In one game. In one game. Three home runs. And his first three at-bats, I was even getting alerts when his following at-bats came up. Like, oh, he's going for history, going for history. Because yeah. only a few players have hit four home runs in one game. So the Rangers, as a team, are just doing what they're supposed to do and beating up on the A's this weekend. Uh, 18 to 3. Poor A's. Oh, man. Poor yeah. A's. Well, that's a subject for another day, yeah. I think, uh, unfortunately. But the the Rangers are in first place, and you, you have on the other side of the uh, division, you have the Angels losing at home to the Royals in a game where Mike Trout went deep and you were winning. It was a tight game. The whole game got resolved at very last inning nevertheless like i kind of mentioned that the angels need to win the games that they're supposed to win you know if they want to be in contention and i think losing a game that you're leading at home to the royals is not how you're going to do that yeah it's not just a good another sign. ominous sign for the angels after our discussion yesterday about otani and his future scary and the rangers are playing well we've already seen the astros have now come back to reclaim second place by themselves um you know seattle had a win last night so you're yeah. in a tough division mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like a lot of these divisions are going to be highly competitive but 
Yeah, those things are going to shake out a certain way. I mean, Houston is already on a three-game winning streak. I, I, I think it's it's crazy. If I'm the Angels, you know, I cannot let Otani walk for nothing. And if I'm not in contention this year, he seems like a pretty loyal guy. But I just wonder if you can give him assurances that you're going to be competitive. I don't think you can make that assurances. Things just work out sometimes and sometimes they do not. It's true. And holding up a player because you hope next year will be better. I don't know if that's the right decision to make. As an overall organization, you're looking for a team. You're not just going to go by individual players. Yeah, I mean, if the Angels don't trade him, he becomes a free agent at the end of the year. And I think they have to make significant moves if they want to even convince him that they have a chance of competing. That's going to be tough. And, and he's going to have money put in his face that he's never seen before yeah he already showed what he's capable of doing so i don't see other teams not trying to get him he's too valuable of a player and if the teams want to spend money they will Mm -hmm. the question is whether otani wants to go to another team we'll be following all of this as the season goes along and it's gonna be fun to watch for sure but i fear for angels fans and I will continue to say that. We do root for the Angels, you know, when they are on. So it's it's hard for us to watch them lose. It's a team game at the end of the day. And just because you have the best two players in baseball doesn't guarantee you anything. Absolutely. It shows. They should have won yesterday's game. Yeah, they should have. And instead, they're slipping. They're going the other way. Those are the games you just regret losing at the end of the year when you wonder, like, well, why didn't we make it? You know, (laughs) and you can look back and be like, well, we lost to the Royals at home, you know, that Saturday night when our fans were rocking for us and Mike Trout was homering early in the game. And we had it was we we lost that game. They didn't beat us. We lost it. You know, yeah, that's how I would feel, at least not taking anything away from the Royals at all, either. (laughs) I got a few quick notes to hit up here before we get out of here today. Um Quick couple notes on the Padres. It was great to see Tatis hit his first home run last night. And it was also great to see him in the dugout smiling and chatting it up with Bob Melvin. Just a little player coach moment that was in the, I think in the second inning, bottom, top of the second maybe. Um, But you just love to see it after having him out of baseball for a whole year. And Bob Melvin has said one of the reasons he came to San Diego is because he wanted to manage the best player in the game. And now he's got a chance. Now he's getting that opportunity a year later. So uh, it, you love to see it. You love to see Juan Soto getting a couple hits last night. Um, and you also love to see Haseon Kim getting that big two out, two run RBI. Finally. You know, after like, I think they said, oh, for 17 stretch. Yeah. So he was struggling. At he the was plate. definitely struggling. And, uh, you know, He's been struggling. Now maybe he can turn it around. Um, also, Musgrove was pitching. Yeah, Father Joe was back. And the Padres seem to think that they have more of the roster that they wanted to have on opening day. Now with Tatis and Musgrove being back, obviously her, having those two guys out is big. You know, those are two of your biggest on defense and on offense. So It was um, nice to see uh, Padres competing yesterday. Absolutely. And I, I guess the last nugget I want to mentioned with the Padres is like how natural Tatis has just looked in right field. I knew you were going to say that. 
Well, I, it just dawned on me again because I talk about it a lot during the games, but I think, you know, when I said how they were both welcome back on offense and defense, it's, you know, you, you forget that he's never played right field before. He you does know. look natural in there. He does. Especially in a foreign stadium. He's going to be in Wrigley next week, which is like awful for right fielders. I'm curious if there's going to be some adventures for Fernando next week out there. Why is it awful? Well, it's just kind of like of the a wall? corner coffin, you know, oh. like there's the, the wall is right next to the chalk line out in the corner there. And I tight. Yeah, it's tight. And uh, there's not a lot of foul territory there. And then you have the wind at Wrigley, which and is the cold weather. <laughs> apparently it's supposed to be chilly there next week and then and then the padres go to mexico so they got arizona chicago mexico who uh designed that schedule i do not know well at least they're gonna go somewhere warm from chicago absolutely well um so another couple things i'm gonna be looking at today in today's game um i i wanted to follow up from yesterday's story with the marlins and uh luis ares i think that's how you say his name uh, he went four for eight yesterday in the doubleheader. Big, big day for him. Uh, he is the last remaining 400 hitter in baseball this year. And I always like to follow this just because it's obviously not happened in so long having someone hit 400 for a season. Here we are now with Erez. He's batting 444 uh, on April 23rd. So he's at 72 at bats on the season. And this is a guy right now. If he goes 0 for his next uh, 28, he'll still be hitting 320, which is crazy to think about, right? You can, you talk about slumps. You know, he'd still be batting like well over 300. That's how hot he's been to start the season. But according to my math, he will need to go 8 for 28 if he wants to be hitting 400 after his first 100 at bats of the season. And I think that's when you can start having like serious 400 talk for a hitter because, you know, if you're 40 for 100 at the plate, that means uh, you're doing a lot right. And it also becomes your average doesn't drop as much if you have like a 0 for 3 day versus if you have a 2 for 4 day, if you hit 500, you're not going to necessarily go up that much either, you know. So it'll just be interesting to see if someone can hit 400 with the shift being pulled away again and the bases being bigger. Like, obviously, I think it's fair to say earlier in the season, the new rule adjustments favor the offense. Yes, it does. But we've still seen dominant pitching performances. I I remember yesterday when Joe was pitching, the pitch clock got to him. He didn't know what happened because he had a problem with his communication device. Yeah, he... So... For, this is an interesting nugget, actually, from the Padres game yesterday. But Joe Musgrove asked for a new ball when there was less than eight seconds left on the pitching clock or something, which is a balk now. And they, okay. and, but there was no one on base, so they charged him a ball. He was charged a ball. But I think if there had been a runner on base, he might have like the, the first might have run from first to second or might have been charged as a buck. I'm not sure. So there's some interesting yeah. like rules that like pitchers and, and obviously he hasn't played in spring training because he broke his toe. He didn't have a lot of tune-up starts. Um, he was on a pretty short pitch count last night, but he still got through five innings and got the W. So you always love to see uh, your one of your aces get off to a good start like that. For sure. It was good to see Joe up there. Absolutely. Father Joe has been missed. Uh, and uh, probably by everyone except for Buck Showalter. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Well, a couple other things we're looking at today. Um, Max Muncy oh, tied yeah. Pete Alonso yesterday after he hit a couple of nukes in Wrigley. <laughs> so and he now has 10 home runs. Pete Alonso has 10 home runs. Patrick Wisdom has nine. Um, a lot of home runs being hit. It's Again, because favoring, of the shift, probably. Favoring, no, well, it can't be because of the shift. <laughs> Nika's got baseball jokes this morning, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Has nothing to do with this shit. I guess I need another cup of coffee. I was a little slow on that one. <laughs> it's okay. We good. Or as they called them in the 60s, amphetamines. <laughs> oh, is that what it was called? <laughs> I don't know. To me, it's just coffee. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the Mets game is on ESPN tonight. Uh, oh, cool. So, you can watch Pete Alonso chase home runs nationally if you would like. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for this day's, uh, this day's show. I'm going to be... Watching a lot of uh, baseball is getting started in about 80 minutes here, folks. So we got a couple of work things we got to do just to get this uploaded before nine our time. Sure. <laughs> and uh, Cubs are playing the Dodgers and Kershaw is pitching. So that would be an interesting game to watch probably. Yeah. Any other games you're looking at today, Nika? Um, Padres. I was just going to scan through the, all the games. Sunday fun day. Yeah. All right, well, enjoy the day of baseball out there, everybody, and we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the Kanika Daily Baseball Podcast. This has been Kenny, and I have been joined by my host, Nika. And have a wonderful Sunday. Yeah, eat at home. It's healthier. Yep. Stay safe out there, everybody, and we're out. Bye.